0: This Bike Life podcast is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Whether you're shipping for a trip or after a sale, whatever your shipping needs, Bike Flights makes it easy. Take advantage of Bike Flights' convenient residential pickups and they'll come and get your shipment directly from your home or wherever you're staying. Visit BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers for more information. Now on to the show. Today's guest is Ben, and he is joining us while he was on tour, which is very exciting. Can't wait to hear more about it. And his journey started with an experience where he was invited to be a technician at a spade and neuter clinic in Panama. And during that experience, it became a catalyst for his own life change. He's learning to navigate wildlife conservation, vet- veterinarian medicine, all within his bike touring plans. And we are really excited to have you here, Ben. Thanks. For for joining us, yeah, really excited to be here. Thank you, Tamerly. I feel like that was a lot of words in a short time, so I want to like you dissect to re- that. Re-do a it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm <There's>, like, wow. <laughs> there's there's a lot there for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm like bike touring. He's currently touring. And he went on a trip to Panama, and it was a <laughs> catalyst to change. So let's let's break this down into little bits and start with this initial experience that you had in Panama, where you were invited to be a technician at a spade and neuter clinic. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think. This was about two years ago, um, August of 2019, um, and yeah, I, my the the head vet that I worked for. Um, he's really involved in veterinary medicine abroad. So he's got, he owns a clinic in Merida, Mexico, um, and really the primary focus of his work is, um, kind of health through population control, um, for animals. So he's a big proponent of spay and neuter. Um, and we went down to, um, Panama two years ago to do a spay and neuter p- campaign on the San Blas islands down there. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a really phenomenal experience. I didn't really, I thought it would be, you know, five days and then back to life as I knew. Um, but it really kind of, like you said, kind of served as this as this catalyst to kind of start my life kind of in a different different direction.
0: And so what part of that was the catalyst? Was it being in Panama and being in a different culture in a different city? Or was it the people? Like, what was the catalyst?
1: Great question. Yeah, I think it was a definitely a combination of the two. But I think um, if I had to pinpoint it, I would say mostly just kind of being out there, um, you know, we were, we are pretty remote on these islands. Um, and since kind of graduating from college, I had wanted to do some extensive traveling and, um, yeah, this opportunity just kind of shifted that focus. I got back mm. to Colorado, um, and yeah, that, that itch just kind of, it didn't, it didn't go away. So, yeah. um, yeah, it kind of felt like something that I, I needed to do
0: yeah that makes sense and had you done a lot of bike touring at that point um in my head i had i had pedaled like <laughs> thousands of miles <laughs> in my head
1: <laughs> uh, i
0: love that you that's me i get to i get to pedal through all of your stories so i feel like i've, I've pedaled the world <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah that's a that's a nice position to be in um yeah but yeah no i I hadn't um I kind of got the idea when I was um nineteen, and here I am almost ten years later, finally making it happen but no this is a this is my first tour, so i'm really- really excited that that I'm finally making it happen
0: yeah, so why bike touring like how did that piece come in as opposed to other ways that you could see the world
1: yeah, you know people people ask me that, and I'm not. I like, they're like, Oh, like what was the inspiration or how'd you get come up with that idea? And I'm not really sure how it entered my mind, but it did. Um, and yeah, I think what, what stood out most about it is just, um, really the, the ways that it kind of opens up your immediate environment. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's really been reflected on, you know, my first month in the road, just a lot of, I found myself in a lot of conversations, um, that wouldn't have happened otherwise um, had it not been for the bike. So I think that's kind of really been what I've loved about it most. Um, but I think initially it was kind of about the pace and just kind of kind of earning your earning your turns. Um, yeah, it feels
0: like it was like a, a divine guidance for you to adventure this way.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was actually funny at my uh, one of my first form showers. Um, I was staying in uh, in southern Washington, and um, you know, all the hosts that I've you know come cross paths with have been just really wonderful. Um, and she was this older lady, and she was like, she's like, yeah, most of the cyclists I get, you know, they're either just out of a relationship or have just quit their job. She's like, which one are you? I'm like, well, a little bit of both there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, soul seeking time. Yep. And you know what I like about talking to you Ben is that you are you are in the midst of you know your first longer journey and I think that this is a really wonderful time to share like how you're feeling in this moment. So I think you're what a month are you a month in? About a month in, yeah. Yeah, a little a little over now. So let's walk through the beginning to where you've got to now. How are you feeling? Oh man, yeah, it's
1: uh It's definitely been a roller coaster, um, especially when it's, you know, kind of been brewing in my head for all this time. Um, I've definitely kind of unknowingly built a lot of expectations around it. Um, so it's been, it's been interesting to observe those expectations kind of mesh with reality. Um, Mm. but yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like when you undertake something kind of like on that, on that scale, you know, the, the first, like couple days the excitement it's there and you're like you know I had a proper a proper send-off we popped some champagne uh I was with some friends and so like that moment was was really nice um but then you know you you you're on the road for on your fourth day and you're like all right still pedaling and you know it's a lot of it's been a lot of time um just with my thoughts so um trying to you know, to lean into that, um, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall it's been a, a really positive, um,
0: experience. And how long, how long do you plan to be gone and where are you going?
1: Yeah. So I'm kind of taking my time, um, on this drive plan for, uh, about two months, um, for the West coast. So I started up on the hood canal on the Olympic peninsula in Washington and I'm headed towards, um, San Diego. So yeah, I, uh, I think slowing it down has been, has been really nice. Cause I find myself, you know, counting my miles and trying to, you know, push it as much as I can. Um, so kind of slowing it down has been, been a nice, a nice change. Um, and as far as where I'm headed, uh, I'm, I don't know as far as, you know, the bike tour, I'm kind of trying to figure out, um, kind of what I can pull off, but I'm, I'm thinking Southeast Asia for, for next year. And I'm kind of, that's been a lot of my like inner dialogue is like, all right, should I bring the bike? Should I buy a bike there? Should I do a motorbike? Um, Mm. But yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a hard thing to, to give up. So I think I could, I could see myself shipping the bike along.
0: I think that presence, right? Presence, this becomes about presence for you. And, You know, I appreciate that you're willing to come in and talk about the stage that you're at. And, you know, maybe we'll talk to you again several times along the journey.
1: Yeah, I would love that. Because,
0: because I do think that there is a type of presence that settles in and you're at that stage where you're more in flow with what your body wants. Your senses are picking up more sounds, more feelings, more, you know, interaction with nature, with the humans that you're crossing paths with. And it does create this type of presence that, um, you know, allows you time to think about, oh, okay, what could that be like while still being in the moment?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's been a a big thing for me to to realize as well. Because, um, you know, hour two, hour three in the saddle that day, it's like you you definitely feel your mind kind of drift in. It's like mm. it goes from all right, what am I eating for dinner to, you know, where where am I in this world? Um, so kind of more towards the, the existential, um, so kind of, yeah, maintaining that presence has been, I would say definitely one of the biggest challenges that I've had.
0: As for all of us, I'm pretty sure my mind is always on what am I going to eat for dinner? No matter (laughs) where I'm at in the most beautiful of places, my mind is always on what's, what am I eating next? Amen, amen. (laughs) Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you're feeling about the uncertainty of this trip and what was the reaction of your friends and family when you started to take this seriously?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing that's helped me is just like recognizing that I am in like this pretty big transition phase and that there's going to be a lot of, a lot of feelings, um, throughout it of, of that uncertainty that you mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of, acknowledging that and like just kind of knowing that there's going to be some really lonely times um and there's also going to be some great times you know i think when you're on the road like that the the highs are high and the lows are low um Mm. and being able to kind of see that from a bit of an outside perspective i think kind of helps you get through those times um you know because a lot of a lot of what you see when you're building up that bike tour is just all the all the cool pictures, all the fun stories, you know, it's, you you don't really get that firsthand account of, of the struggle, at least through kind of the research that I was doing. And, um, you know, I think that's beneficial to an extent, but I think knowing the kind of challenges that you're going to face out there is also really important. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of people, you tell them you're going to do this bike tour. Um, and they, I've found that they always have a lot of questions. Um, mm. And so that uncertainty is it's not only, you know, on, on my end, but it's on, um, you know, the minds of friends and family as well. And obviously at the end of the day, I think your safety is kind of their um, primary concern and being on the bike's definitely a vulnerable position. Um, right. It's, I think that vulnerability lends itself to a lot of, a lot of magic. Um, but I think it also, can, um, you know, people, they, they, there's a lot of fear in it too. And I've definitely Mm -hmm. experienced that as well, whether it's cars. Um, I think traffic's been a big thing that I've like had to kind of get accustomed to. Um, and then just, you know, I've had had a couple, you know, a couple stories that I haven't told mom about yet. Once the trip's over, I'm going to tell her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's a good idea to hang on to those for a little yep, bit.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, once once I get there, I'll tell I'll tell her all about the the hairy situations. Um, but
0: yeah, let's let's touch a little more on because you just brought up something super important, and I think that this is a really good conversation to have, especially of your generation, not that I'm wearing a word different generations. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice way of saying I'm old. And um, th- let's touch on this idea of how, you know, social media is not is not necessarily the medium to use to determine the reality of this type of adventure.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's social media in general i don't think it's you know necessarily just this adventure but you have to you know take what you see with with a grain of salt always um kind of online because um, yeah it's you can definitely just get kind of when you when you're constantly just blasted with all the you know positive amazing you know no struggle people people don't really want to share like the the downs, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's probably for them. And as, as well as other people, it's like, if you're like perusing on social media, like, I don't know, you're definitely more drawn to the, to post and to kind of read the positive. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think, you know, I think it's awesome for to serve as kind of the inspiration. Um, and I think that it helps a lot, a lot of like great info that I've learned um, through bike tours out there. But as far as the the struggles i think it definitely makes it kind of a bit more difficult to anticipate
0: right i you know i think that you and i both make the assumption that most people at this point in the evolution of technology understand that social media is not real life. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a fraction it's, it's curated, right. And not only is it curated from the person that's posting it, but it's curated by the social media platform themselves, right? They, they have algorithms that only present to you certain information that they think you like. And so, you know, once you, you know, create that positive reinforcement, then not only is it just the, the people posting that are posting that positive Type of content, but the app is also just giving you, you know, what they think you want, and so I think that we can assume that most people know that. But the reality is, is that I don't think that everybody does know that because mm-hmm. i i hear I hear it, I see conversations a lot because I do a lot of work on social media. Um, you know i I tell my friends this, and they don't like it when I say it. Um, but I say that if you're not selling on social media, you're being sold to. Mm-hmm. Because the platforms themselves are, you know, trying to keep you engaged in their app, which means they're trying to sell you a story, and people don't like it when I say that, but it's true. And we and wait, we Absolutely. we use social media for warm showers, and we only post the big positive stories because there's not a lot of others. But I will say that just being aware of that as a using it as a source of information for sure, right? A, a, as a a source, not mm-hmm. the source, just a source. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah, it was funny. I was like, you know, I definitely, I don't think I really posted the bike tour till I was probably like two and a half, three weeks in. Um, really? And, yeah. It was just like kind of a lack of just, I don't know, not gravitating towards it. But also, I think maybe like subconsciously, it's like, I right, can I pull this off? Like, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm doing this like cool bike tour. And then, you know, like, Make it ten yeah. days in, and uh, be like, yeah, "Never mind." <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, are you posting vulnerable shares? Are you talking about the challenges and difficulties?
1: Not, not much. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably fallen into that that category as well. Um, it's, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really. I think I find myself kind of. Um, Dissecting that more through like conversations on the phone um, with like mm-hmm. friends and family, um, rather than like putting it onto onto social media. Um, yeah. So like you know my friends are have are very aware of like where I'm at, but um, as far as the the IG, it's not it's not a whole lot of that. <laughs>
0: And and maybe we can all make this commitment, those listening and you and I here, to maybe share something a little bit more vulnerable to do our part and try to bring more truth forward in social media. Because, you know, you can set an example. I can set an example. And I'm not talking about warm showers. I'm talking about me, right? Because like, we're humans that share and consume, right? We share content and consume content. Mm-hmm. So I think that we could both maybe do something a little vulnerable. All let
1: right, right. Let's, let's do it.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. I'll be watching your social media. Uh, and you right, can watch GL. mine. <laughs> and then when you make a vulnerable post, tag Warm Showers because those are the posts that we would love to share more of. And we do whenever we come across someone saying, oh my gosh, this was my day. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be this. It was this. Bah. <laughs> yep, yep. And I'm continuing on. I'm keeping on, keeping on. But it's hard. Yeah. And um, we, we look for those because I think that that's part of you know, we're here to experience, you know, both the really exciting high levels of joy and the challenges. That's how we grow.
1: Absolutely. I think too, it's like, there's, there's a tour I follow and he's like cycling through Africa right now. And it's just like, you know, you're looking at it from the comfort of your house or wherever you're at. And um, it's just like, I think at the end of the day, it just takes putting yourself out there and experiencing it firsthand. Um, You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's still life and there's gonna be ups and downs. Um but yeah, I think you know getting both sides of the store is always a, a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment, and you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So let's switch topics a little bit and talk more about how you plan to do wildlife conservation and veterinary medicine while you're on tour. Like, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. um, So a lot of the kind of wildlife conservation um, internships out there typically have a commitment of, you know, two to three months. Um, So I'm kind of facing it, um, around that my first position is going to be in Laos. Um, and I'll actually be spending all of next year out there, um, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself on that front, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of take it as, as it comes. But I think through this tour, I've found that, um, I think I do crave a little bit of like a home base. So I think it's going to be really nice to kind of be based in an area. And then hopefully I can, you know, do some tours through that, uh, like from there as the base. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, maybe depending on where the next gig is, um, bike to, to the next one. Um, but yeah, it's going to be mostly kind of like two to three month internships. Um, I think. And, We'll see how I kind of incorporate the the biking into it.
0: <laughs> There's always a way. <laughs>
1: yeah, ab- absolutely.
0: It's the same with me, right? I do a lot of this work for the show and for Warm Showers, and I... Um, you know, people ask, often ask me, you know, where are you going to do your long tour? And I'm like, listen, do we want to keep warm showers running? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. i was just kidding. I was kidding. Um, but I, got but I do Got to plan it around find, Wi-Fi connections. I got to plan it around Wi-Fi connections. And I do lots of day tours. And I like to take my father and, and some of my other elderly relatives that ride different types of recumb- recumbent bikes. Okay. And so we do different types of trips where I can. we can like bicycle together as a family and so um you know it is when you're working or interning there are lots of ways to build in time on your bicycle there's lots of ways and Mm -hmm. and i'm an i'm an example of how that's possible
1: absolutely yeah and you know it's at the end of the day it doesn't i uh met met one guy on the road and he's like there's no difference between a three-day tour and a month-long tour is like the only difference is you you don't turn around
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um, so it's yeah it's like you know however you get out there um whether it's going to a park for a day or going out camping um i met a another cyclist at the samuel p taylor state park just out mm-hmm. of san francisco and mm-hmm. He was living in the city and he just popped out for the night. Um, So I think it's just like a really restorative way to kind Mm -hmm. of experience the outdoors.
0: And there's nothing like the wind in your face.
1: Yeah. Amen to that.
0: (laughs) There there just isn't. And um, I'm assuming that most of the people that are listening to this show (laughs) have either toured or planned to tour and they'll know that there's that that freedom feeling and the connection to nature is medicine. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I would like you to share some tips for those that are um, maybe, you know, planning their trip or haven't yet toured. From your perspective, like what can people do to really build up the courage during, you know, the face of uncertainty?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's been like just really inspiring and kind of reassuring to me is just like the the people you meet out there it's like you know you have your seasoned cyclist that uh, can fix anything that goes wrong on the road but on the other end of the spectrum i you know i've met people who didn't know what their what a derailleur is and um so it's just you see a lot of really like courageous people just getting out there even if they don't know the ins and outs of every little thing. Um, and I'm not like very mechanically savvy. Um, you know, I can fix a flat and then after that it's like, well, (laughs) (laughs) where's the closest bike shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) or warm showers host that might be able to help you (laughs) for sure. Um, so I think just like not kind of overanalyzing and, um, getting too caught up in that, in that component of it. um, and just knowing that things will go wrong um, and just kind of one of those things that you have to take in stride. Um, and with that being said, you know, have, have your necessities and feel confident that you have what you need to kind of make it, um, but also have faith in just the process. Um, and if you haven't biked before, like, you're gonna meet other people that haven't biked before, and I think it's super cool. Um, you know, there's there's no one telling you you have to ride a certain amount of mileage every day. If you want to ride five miles that day, great. You know, it's it's totally your own journey, and um, I I do really like that that component of it. So yeah, there's at the end of the day, there's gonna be uncertainty, but kind of as I said before, that's that's just kind of life in general. Um, so it's how do you apply that to the bicycle?
0: Mm. Very wise words
1: uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> i'm still I'm still pretty fresh
0: well, we're all still fresh, and when it comes to learning new things, especially uncertainty, I mean we're living in a time where a lot of things in the world are uncertain right now. Mhm. And you know, we've all been shaken up in ways that we could never have imagined that our lives would all of us would would be and so in the in the face of uncertain times in life as a whole you're giving very wise words because we we really can't control a lot of the exterior of what's happening in our life we can only control you know our you know ourselves and how we feel in those moments. Absolutely and you're making memories which i like.
1: Yep, yep, that's, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day.
0: Mhm. Well, listen Ben, how can people follow you on this journey? Do you have any social media or any other pages you would like people to connect?
1: Um, yeah, i just do like, you know, occasional posts on on Instagram, but uh, the handle is Benny Benny and the Pets. Mm. And there's a period after Benny and a period <laughs> after the
0: We'll put the link in the show notes. Perfect. I love that handle so much, <laughs> Benny and the pets. That's great. And I also want to do something on your behalf, and that is for all of our listeners, if you work in the wildlife conservation or in veterinary medicine, uh, connect with Ben, because as you can see, he is has a, a big, bright future ahead of him, and he is... Looking to have new experiences, and so in our community, if anyone would like to reach out to Ben, please do so. I'm sure he would like to hear from you.
1: Well, thank you for that, and yeah, I would love to. I would love to connect with anyone anyone out there on that on that front for sure.
0: I'm sure you're going to get some some messages, so make sure you're checking your DMs. All right, deal. <laughs> <laughs> and and we will uh, check in with each other on our being more authentic in at least a couple of our posts. All
1: right, beautiful. I'm looking looking forward to it.
0: Well, thank you, Ben. Please keep us posted as your journey continues and let us know, you know, when we can reconnect and we would love to have you back and, you know, track along how this is unfolding for you.
1: All right. Awesome. I definitely will. And yeah, it was, it was great chatting with you today, Taverly. Thank you for having yes. me. Yes.
0: Thank you for being here. And for those of you listening, you know that we love having you here with us on the Bike Life Show. Feel free to share this podcast in any way that suits you and give us a rating and review, if that's possible, in whatever app you're listening. It helps us reach more people. So thank you for listening and we will be back. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. This episode of Bike Life Podcast was brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Check out their boxes from the small to the large, which is suited for any type of bicycle, whether it's a children's bike, medium-sized bike, fully assembled bike, e-bike, and any other type of gear that you have. Go to BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers in order to check out the boxes and book your next shipment. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warm underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.